You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas, and I, y'all, I'm so excited because, okay, so y'all, if you've been listening, you know I've been doing these like dressing room conversations with these awesome peeps. Well, tonight is, it's pretty baller because we actually have the dressing room of beautiful on Broadway, and I am so excited! Woo! Okay, so hi, you guys. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited that you guys joined me tonight. All right, let me go around and introduce all of you guys, and and then we can dive right in. All right, so we've got Carissa Arrington Jesse, y'all. She's slayed as Dolores in um, Sister Act on tour. She came to Beautiful on Broadway and, and slayed as Janelle. And then, y'all, after a year, she was like, um, Broadway was fun. I think I'm going to go home to Texas with my husband, start a family, be a nurse. And literally, we we made up a slogan for her. If anyone can, Carissa can, because Carissa does it all. Yeah. Welcome, Carissa. Well, thank you. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. Okay, next up, we've got Tynia Brandon. Y'all, she's an artist, a feminist, a stylist. She's a triple threat. Um, she... She was on tour with Beautiful, uh, on tour, Beautiful, the Carol King musical. She transferred over to Beautiful on Broadway. You could see her in The Lion King on tour. She's also the co-creator of the Black is Beautiful project. Y'all, welcome Tynia Brandon! I know, thanks for being here, girl. All right, next up we've got Gabrielle Elizabeth, y'all. She made a splash in Beautiful, the Carol King musical on Broadway as Little Eva. You could also see her in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on the TV screen. (laughs) And she recently started a blog. It's at illuminatingradiance.com. So you guys are going to have to go check that out. Uh, Hi, Gab. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited. Girl, me too. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so freaking cool. All right, we've got 
Chris Roberts. Welcome, Chris Roberts. So, we, Roberts, we we met on my birthday in beautiful on tour. That was her first day on the road. She also starred in Fame on tour. She got um, bumped on up to the Broadway company of Beautiful on Broadway. And recently, right before the pandemic, she was dance captaining in Little Shop of Horrors off Broadway. Uh, freaking heck yeah. Welcome, Chris Roberts. Hey, you guys, I'm smiling so much. I feel like my cheeks are going to crack. <laughs> Girl, that blue looks bomb on you. Yeah. <laughs> so all about it. And last but certainly not least, we got my girl, Roshara Francis, who we we met together on the tour. We both launched. We both launched. We both. Um, what's the word? Uh, when you, you la- launched, we opened. We, we um we opened the first national tour of Beautiful the Carol King musical, um, and that's when we became friends. I watched her do her natural hair and take care of her hair on the road. She came up to Beautiful on Broadway. She also has an EP out called "Is I'm the Girl" and. Literally, my favorite song from it is Admit It. Literally, I play that freaking song every freaking time I'm working out. Y'all, Rashara Francis, welcome. Thank you. Hey, okay, so y'all, thank you for being here. I'm so I'm so excited to see you because y'all know, like, we've been up in this pandemic, not seeing nobody. Like, the world is just starting to open up again, so it's nice to see you your beautiful faces <laughs> but at chat but at chat um how are you guys good good i'm good yeah. i'm good you know thriving in in the quarantine life you know where Social are you getting um currently in georgia you know i i bounce around a lot so right now i'm in georgia Nice. Okay, cool. I'm like, all right. And um, Carissa, you're in Texas I'm right now? In Texas, yes. Yes, yes, yes. How, how, how is your new baby? Oh, He's baby. amazing. He's amazing. He's in there with his daddy right now, just hanging out. So it's, it's if, going if good. If he makes an appearance, I won't be mad. <laughs> will not be mad. He probably will. <laughs> oh, I... Oh my goodness. I'm like, I can't wait to meet Prince in person. Yeah. Um, He's a sweet baby. Rish, Ty, are you in New York? No, I'm not. I'm actually at home in North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte. Work. Yeah. How is it? Honestly, great. <laughs> I, um, I'm back at my parents' house, which is, you know, different as an adult. Yes. Um, right. But it's, we've, we've done pretty well. I think since we've been in the house and spending so much time together, we've learned a lot about each other mm-hmm. and right. we've kind of figured out how to move around each other so mm. it's not so bad okay I mean right on we yeah that <laughs> makes all the sense I'm like glad you look beautiful you look like you're doing good thanks I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here and um Chris and Rashara are you guys in oh no where are you Chris you're in New York yeah I'm in New York 50 blocks mm-hmm. south of you Hey girl. <laughs> and Rishar, are you still in Florida? Okay. Oh, I can't wait till we're all united. Um, all right. So first thing I want to know, just because I just want to know, what are you guys, what are your products that you're using 
these days that your your go-to products when you do your hair these days. And I know like some of you guys got some braids going on, but even like with your braids or with your natural, anybody jump in. What what are we using? Coconut oil. It's like my number one. And then there's a product by, there's a YouTuber called Whitney. Her name is Whitney. She has a product line melanin. Yeah. And it is so good. I use the, um, it's like the conditioning cream. So good. Oh, yes. I'm like writing these down because, honey. Um, I definitely also use coconut oil all the time, every time I do my hair. And then I just started using Taraji P. Henson's new line. I actually was scrambling to find the name. Um, oh, let's see. I can't find the name for some reason. But she has a new hairline, and I use her. Um, it's like a dehumidify or not humid, humidifying. It stops your hair from frizzing up. What's that called? Diffuser. Not diffuser. It's a spray that like, it's like a mist. Anyway, it stops your hair from getting frizzy and I spray that on it. And then I also love her, um, she has this oil and it has this really cool tip. It has three different rings, kind of like a pick so that you can get directly to your scalp and kind of scratch it in. And so I love it with my braids. I wish I had it with me. I love it for my braids because, you know, I don't have, I don't, sometimes it's hard to get up under them things, you know? Right. (laughs) So this, this helps a lot. But yeah, I've been using her line and then coconut oil. Taraji. All right, right on. How about y'all? I've been experimenting a lot during this pandemic. I finally decided to get my hair together. And I've been using a whole bunch of different products. But the ones that I know that work for me is Design Essentials um, shampoo Mm. and conditioner. I really love their detangling... um, uh, detangling shampoo and conditioner. It's like high slip. It's really great. Um, I use the Shea Moisture Manuka Honey um, deep conditioner. I love I that. I like that one too. It smells so good. Um, and I use a Carol's Daughter um, Curl Butter. And that mm. is like my new miracle product. Like it's great as like a leave-in conditioner, but it's also really good for like a wash and go. So I use that for everything. So those are my absolute essentials. Bomb, y'all. The other day, Chris Marco Poloed me with her, like you. I've always been really bad at um, wash and goes, and so she showed me how to do. <laughs> I feel so brand new. <laughs> she showed me how. To, she does her wash and go, and I'm like, this is my. This is like my second week trying a wash and go. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, what are you guys using? Ty? I so I have a a, a number of products. <laughs> I have like a set that I use when I'm like trying to do it really, really fast and just like get out the house. And then a set that I use if I'm like if I care about how the curls look. Um so actually Tracy Ellis Ross's line is is really great when I'm just like on the go um she has a both a leave-in conditioner and uh her curling gel have been working really good for me if I'm like in a hurry I can just kind of like pull it through my hair and it'll look good it sets like and you love it yeah yeah yeah. I think it's great I I'm I'm gonna have to try that one because I've keep hearing people say it so yeah and I think I want to say too she like changed her formula not too long ago and I think I got Mm. like the second round of whatever she put out and so I think yeah it like whatever she did must be really better um great 
but yeah. And then I also use design essentials like Chris. I, mm-hmm. I use their, their leave-in conditioner as well. I think it's like an avocado um, detangling mm-hmm. situation. I love that. I, I can do that and some co- coconut oil and be like, fine. Can I get this design essentials like at CVS or is it like a Sephora thing or where do I get no, it? No, it's like a Walmart thing. Like Target. Target. Mm-hmm. I get it from Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. How, how, how do we feel about the ingredients? Is it good? Yeah, they're great. Well, yeah, most of, they're mostly natural. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I like it. Alrighty then. Okay. I mean, y'all, y'all's hair look bomb. So if you're listening and you can't, and you're not seeing the video podcast of this, like y'all's hair, like their hair looks bomb. <laughs> so, um, Rishar, what are you using? Um, Coconut oil. I like shea butter, like refined shea butter, um, shea moisture products. And those are my staples pretty much. And I try like some different shampoos or conditioners or make my own deep conditioners. Really like doing mm. that, finding different ingredients. Like, yeah, there's so many different ingredients. Like, you can put eggs in there, avocado. I even saw one mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Those are mm. fun to make. Honey. Um, mm. Yeah, so mostly that. Okay. Um, that's bomb. I'm like, uh, can you ship me some? Uh-huh. Please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to know, like, how many of you guys? Um, and you can do a show of hands or you can just start talking. Um, how many of you guys feel like your mom knew what to do with your hair growing up or whoever was raising you? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. No. <laughs> right. Um, okay. And and Chris, what about you? I have a very interesting take on this <laughs> you would you care to share sure um so if you are watching this you might be able to tell that I am mixed um so kind of funny story Salisha when you asked me to be on this podcast you know that I identify as, as mixed race I definitely also identify as black um but my mom is mostly white so she does not really have curly hair. She's got really fine, you know, white girl hair. And um, so it's really interesting um, growing up with her. She didn't know what to do with my hair at first. So my entire life, I just had relaxed hair. Um, I went natural in 2012. So growing up, I just had absolutely pin straight hair and I styled my hair like all the white girls. Um, however, my mom knows how to sew. And so when, uh, when I was growing up, maybe in middle school, I wanted to do um, like a sew-in weave. And she like totally figured it out. Like my mom knows what? how to braid. <laughs> and so she braided my hair. She sewed in a weave because she was like, oh, it's just like sewing with a curved needle. So she sewed in uh, my sewing weave. And then when she figured out how to braid, she's actually really good at braiding. I mean, French braiding, you know, whatever. So she would do uh, braids for me sometimes and she would do my home relaxers. So she really figured it out. Um, You know, I like many people, you know, we had a Sunday wash day and then she'd have to, you know, blow dry my hair and straighten it so 
just, you know, like everyone else. But it so, but it was different because I didn't have the experience of growing up with, you know, somebody who knows how to braid. Um, I mm. personally do not know how to braid hair. Um, I so I didn't grow up with all these like elaborate hairstyles and all that stuff. So, but you know, my mom did what she could. Okay. <laughs> That's bomb. It's, I always like commend that. Like, cause I have had a, a few people on the show whose mothers are white and I'm like, did they know what to do with your hair? <laughs> and there's like different, you know, so I'm always like commend somebody who's like, all right, well, I have a feeling my kid's going to come out black. <laughs> better start learning now. <laughs> Let me. Like, let me start now. Okay, for the rest of you guys, do you feel that, like, if your mom didn't, if you don't think, like, she didn't kind of know what to do, or do you think that that ultimately had a positive or negative experience on, like, how, like, on you today? Like, because it seems like everyone's kind of figured out or is still, you know, like, how do you feel about how, like, versus growing up versus now? Like, do go. <laughs> I would say that growing up, my mom would always, I mean, I love my mother. She lives with me right now. She's helping out with the baby, but um, Hi, mom. I love her to death, but she would always tell me I had bad hair <laughs> or nappy hair, you know, back in the day, hair. that's what people would say, to no. deal with, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's kind of how I grew up in my mind thinking like my hair is bad. It's not good. Mm -hmm. Hard to deal with. You know, I would never go natural because my hair would probably be just matted and I don't, I wouldn't know what to do with it. And so that's kind of what was in my brain about my hair. And that did affect me, I would say, more on the negative side. And it kind of, I always had a stigma about my hair growing up. And so when I actually went natural and I saw my actual hair, how it grows out of my head and I manipulated it and did it, I was like, oh my goodness, like my hair is beautiful. Like it's, Yes. All I have to do is get the right products and, you know, I can do anything with my hair, straighten it, you know, curl it, all that. So I think that growing up, yeah, I had a negative stigma, but like as I've grown up and, you know, become an adult, a grown woman, I've learned that my hair is actually good hair. All hair is good hair. You know, you just right. have to know how to do your hair. So, yeah. I feel like to me, good hair these days is not the old definition healthy. of good hair. It's healthy. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. is healthy hair. Are you taking care of it? Um, Carissa, have you put on any more videos on your YouTube? Because I I haven't. You were. And you know what? I actually did these twists in my head. Yourself? And so I was like, I'm going to do like a <laughs> tutorial and like get back started. But I really want to go into like motherhood and hair as well. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get back started on it. I just. I, you did those twists yourself? What'd you say? You did those twists yourself? Yes, I did them. Mm -hmm. Wow. It looks so good. It's so easy. It's so easy to do. When you were at Beautiful and you were doing, uh, you were putting together like your one year hair anniversary yes. or like your hair journey or, you know, it was so fun watching you. Cause you know, here's the thing. I'm going to say like, all right, I'm in a stage right now where I'm all about natural hair, but do not be fooled. I absolutely still have a bucket of wigs in the other not room. A bucket. Okay. A bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Work for me. I will. I am not mad at somebody who shows up with a bomb weave or straight hair. Yes. Like, we're gonna cut for a short ad break. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As black women, we are versatile and we can do whatever we want. Like, Absolutely. we don't have. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. So with that said, I want to know, how do we feel about somebody who, all right, they, you're, you've gone natural. You've been natural for years. And now this person who has gone natural straightens their hair asking for a friend. Chemical or, I mean, <laughs> chemical or like hot comb or what do you mean? Just in I general? If you, yeah. If you, if there's somebody who you know of, like, that is always wearing their hair natural and they have been proud and then they show up with straight hair. It's their choice. What does that say? I say work queen. I love <laughs> it. It's their choice. It. <laughs> yeah. They can do whatever they want with their hair. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I feel like on my hair reckoning, <laughs> I kind of, I'm, I'm similar to Carissa. I was like, oh, okay. I can do so many things. And so, uh, now I look at other women and I'm like, yes, tell me what else you can do. You know? So if they show up looking different than how I'm used to seeing them, I'm like, all right, don't sleep on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't sleep on it. <laughs> I agree though. I totally agree. Um, I also have a similar story to Carissa. I got my first relaxer when I was five because my mom actually <gasps> never told me that I had bad hair. She always loved my hair, but my aunt came home, came from, back from out of town or wherever she was and was like you need to straighten this this baby slave hair like she got some slave hair you need to like it's bad you need to straighten it it's you're not gonna be able to deal with it and also my mom does not know how to braid does not know how to do anything other than maybe put it in a ponytail (laughs) and yeah so I got my first relaxer at five years old it completely broke all my hair was like down to here completely broke it all off and I've been recovering from that ever since because Let's see, I got my first one at five, then my mom didn't do it again, then I got another one at 12, then it broke off again, then I got another one at 16, broke off again, then I got another, my last one, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to cut it all off. I did a Halle Berry cut, cut it all off, so this will be my last relaxer, wore my little pixie cut my freshman year of college, and then second semester, I cut it, I just... I just, it was done. And then I, I, ever since then, I've been trying to figure out my hair, but I've, I was just always taught to hide my hair. And I, even talking about it, I feel emotional because I never have liked it. And I still sure I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where Carissa is. Cause I'm still, I still don't really like it. I don't hate it anymore, but I'm still figuring it out, figuring it out because I've just never had any guidelines. And yeah. That's so real. I feel like when, when it comes to natural hair, it's like yeah. patience. It's like, it's so hard to be patient. It's like it takes forever. I'm kind of like but. Gab in that, like, I mean, I think 
I don't remember how old I was when I got my first relaxer, but it was probably five too. And I mm-hmm. mean, wow. literally every six weeks, like clockwork, from the time I was five years old until the time I was 22, I would get a relaxer. Mm-hmm. And like I, my hair was so broken. It was so unhealthy. And I would always be like, mm-hmm. why is my hair not growing? Why is my hair not growing? Like mm-hmm. all I wanted was long hair and it just wouldn't. Wouldn't work no matter what I did. My mom told me we have to stop, Jean. Your hair grows to a certain length and then it just stops. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's, so funny. it's just so funny to say. That's like, wow. Honestly, and I feel like our, and you guys can. Please correct me if you feel differently, but I feel like our the generation of like before us, like our parents. <sighs> The difference between like how they treat natural hair, how they talk about natural hair Mm -hmm. versus our generation. Like you guys have already mentioned slave hair, bad hair. I'm like, oh, I don't hear my friends using those terms these days. Right, not at all. And I mean, not for nothing too, like our parents, they they had their own way of conforming to whatever society needed them to do. And, you know, sometimes unintentionally they'll just – think that they're passing down something good because it was good for them mm-hmm. you know and survival yeah and I think you know y'all were talking about the first time you got your relaxers when I was growing up I think I got my first one at like 11 but when I was growing up that was like a rite of passage you know it was like oh she's going to get her hair straightened like she must be growing up she's like becoming a woman mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so like a Keith and Yetta a debutante ball exactly or exactly but for so, black folk they up an echelon or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> I think for us where I was where I'm from where in my community it was just like our parents taught us you know you're just you're growing up you're becoming a lady that's what it was for them so that's what they told us yeah mm-hmm. okay so how about you Rashara I'm I'm curious to know like because I have watched you take care of your hair so well for for years like I've heard on rumors. tour like I don't know if you guys remember whoever toured with me, Chris, um, Rashara. Like, there was a point on tour where no one saw my natural hair. It was wig prep, and I had a wig on every day. I would get off the stage and put my own wig Wait, on. Wait, do you remember but- when we had a wig party? I think we were in Tennessee, where you passed out wigs to every girl in our company. And we went to an opening night party, all wearing your wigs. <laughs> Y'all look bomb, too. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was misty. Misty. She was silver. <laughs> right. You looked so good. I was like, oh my goodness. Isolation, this is a good thing. They look great. Share. But like, right. Like, but like Rashara, like, have you always taken care of your like I watched you. It was inspiring because I'm like, she's enjoying this. She's enjoying brushing her hair. I'm like, I couldn't fathom. Yeah, like, I definitely had to learn like how to do my own natural hair because I had natural hair like when I was a little girl and then when I got in middle school my mom gave me a perm because like my hair was you know hormones and it was changing so I got a perm and I hated it because I was like I want my hair like I like my texture and I like to think about that so um I grew that out in high school of course if you grow it out it kind of falls out unless you cut it along the way I didn't want to do like a big chop 
I kind of just used braids to grow it out. And um, by the time it was all grown out, you know, I just kind of figured out what worked for my hair. And at that time, I feel like not a lot of people were, do- even black hairstylists, weren't really doing natural hair. They want No, to no. And they charge you yeah. more. And they they're did. like, yeah. you ne- what, what do you want me to do with this? You know? So you have to learn right. how to take care of your own hair and what products work for you, trial and error. And that's just kind of been my journey with it. Oh, I love, I love that. And I love that there are so many stylists today who are like, give me yeah. your curls. I will cut your curls. Like, um, can we talk not- about the white man that you took me to? Oh, oh my God. God. I was like, oh, no, you ain't touching my head. And then I let him and it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did pretty good with me. <laughs> I liked him too. I liked him. But I was shocked. I was not about it. I was shocked as well. I was shocked as well. Like, Joseph, his name is life. Joseph. Joseph, yes. I only went to him once because that was all I could afford. Right. He did good right. <laughs> I only went to like Curls on fifth. So we'll plug him. Curls on fifth. Yes. Joseph. Yes. His name is Joseph at Curls on Fifth. He is a straight up white boy. I remember when Chris, you used to wear like like an like just a, a round afro. That was how you always rocked your hair, and you walked into the dressing room with the most defined <laughs> curls I have ever seen. I was like, I literally was like, hold on, how did I? How did this happen? How do I replicate this? This man was like a genius, and he was so good. That I think, I mean, this is four, I know at least five or six members of Beautiful went to go see him because we just kept saying, you have to see this man. I booked, I booked my appointment the day, minutes after you walked in. I was like, oh my gosh. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I got, I heard him from yeah. Jesse, Jesse Hooker Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Who also okay. has the, the most quenching curls. Oh, girl's hair. Yes. oh they're luscious. Oh, oh my yes. God. They look so yeah. wet and they're not. Yes. <laughs> right. They just cascade. Her curl cascade. It's really, it's art. <laughs> they're, they are so, I can't wait to tell her that you guys said this. They are so beautiful. Like she's got oh, just the perfect, oh, just, I just love them. Um. Okay. So I have a question for you guys. The date is January 2000 and either eight or nine. It's President Obama's inauguration. Michelle and Barack are walking down the steps of, where are they? The Capitol. (laughs) Hand in hand. What, this is a two-part question. Either what do you think would happen in the world versus how would you feel back in 2008 if Michelle walks down those steps with her hair natural? Go. Uh I'll go first, and I hate that this is probably what I would have thought. And me and this my was mama years ago. Thought, this was years ago. I would have said, "Now you know they have. Why couldn't they have spent enough money to get her hair straight? <laughs> because, like, why did they do that to her? That's what I would probably. Do. Why would they make her do that? I would have said the same they couldn't thing. Couldn't straighten their hair. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I would have said. Yep. Yeah. What about y'all? I see you thinking, Ty, Chris. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have a huge opinion on that, but I mean, I know that it's definitely at that time, you know, everybody always said, well, if you want to look professional, you have to have straight hair. And right, especially coming out as the first black, you know, like 
president's yes. wife, first lady, you have to look as professional as possible, and you also have to assimilate probably to as white as possible um, for wow. the entire country and the world to accept to you. Accept. So, I mean, I think she definitely made the right choice for herself and her career at that moment, um, but it's so beautiful to see her now on the cover of magazines with her hair just curly 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 and you're like she was and she goes back and forth and she does whatever she wants she looks great you're like she's so beautiful like she could have come out she could have been you know a leader of of the movement who knows And, and you know what i think i don't i don't i'm not sure i know this for sure but i think i probably also would have had the same thought as you guys but maybe it wouldn't have been my first thought I think my first thought would have been like, I want to do whatever Michelle Obama does. So she came out natural. I probably would have gone to my mama and be like, no more, no more relaxers. That's a good point. Exactly. Because and she's doing it right. Y'all remember those representation leather gloves that she wore? Yeah. Green leather gloves. I spent, I spent weeks looking for green leather gloves so I could have, so I could be like Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. So I would say that maybe if she had come out natural, I just would have been like, and that's what's hot now. And that's what I'm doing. Cause it's her. Right. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like if she, I don't honestly, this is horrible, but this is also like over 10 years ago. I don't think that they would have gotten to the, to the office. If, if she was rocking natural hair yeah. back before 2010, I think that America would be like, um, what? However, Second term, after everyone's like have fallen in love, I think there probably would have been like more leeway. Mm-hmm. Cause definitely now she could do oh my goodness. Michelle could walk out in like uh in truly a brown paper bag. And <laughs> we would be like, why didn't I think of that? It's perfect <laughs> to wear to the ball. Um to yeah, wear so- to the ball? <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know we all love her so much so she could get away with anything but like uh oh we lost somebody who did we lose did we lose carissa Carissa. yeah we lost carissa she might be back she might have glued okay or she might be putting her baby down to sleep she did mention that she might have to go oh yeah she's texting my video froze and it kicked me out try to get back in Um. All right, so she's gonna try and enter back into the video. If not, I'll have to text her after. <laughs> um. Okay. So now, what if? Let's take Tracy Ellis Ross. Um. She then. Oh, you're back. You're back. Hey. I don't know what happened, but here I am. <laughs> oh, right on. Everything is okay. You're back, girl. All right. So I just brought up Tracy Ellis Ross. I, whenever I think of Tracy Ellis, I think of like just this beautiful big head of curls, like that. And literally, that's not what I thought when I when I first was introduced to her. Like when she was in Girlfriends, like back in the day, not these reruns, because today it's like obviously that's gorgeous. When I, I'm gonna admit, like back in the day, I'm like, why wouldn't, why won't she straighten her hair? That is what I thought when that show had first come out, and I feel like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I feel totally different. And she's not the one who's changed. It's been, you know, like 
She waited for her time. She waited for her time. She didn't. She was. She's always been consistent, and she just waited for society to to catch on. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's awesome. You know what, though. Interestingly enough, I think when I was watching Girlfriends back in the day, I think I probably had the thought of why didn't her curls look more like Lynn's curls? Mm. You remember the the character Lynn on the show? She was the other mm-hmm. light-skinned girl. Mm-hmm. The other girl on the show. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think I remember wondering, because that show came out when I was maybe like eight right. years old. And I remember wondering, oh, why don't her curls look like the other light-skinned girls, girls. I don't know if that was, like, bad or good or what, but I do think I remember thinking that. Just like, oh, that's different. They have two different types. Yeah. I almost feel like that was one of the first, like, times I'd seen anybody on TV who was, like, rocking natural, and they weren't, like, the crazy side. Like, no, like, they're the leads. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes that, I think. The more we see it, the more we're like, oh, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and the less we see it, it's like whatever the media is feeding it, feeding us is what we think is beautiful. For all we're seeing are these, you know, be- you know, pretty white girls with straight long hair. It's like that's all we're seeing. That's it's like they're telling us like this is what is beautiful, mm-hmm. and so it's nice to like see more color on screen and on stage and people rocking natural mm-hmm. textures. So my question is th- today, how? How would we feel if, okay, Tracy Ellis just dropped this curly hairline and now she's only straightening her hair? How did we feel? It's her business. I, it wouldn't bother me. It really I saw a little side eye somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah sure. well, I feel like if she's marketing this product and saying, like, pretty much she's saying, you want hair like mine? Buy my product. So we need to see like what we're, and we've seen that throughout the years. We know what she looks like, but then for her to all of a sudden straighten her hair, it's not consistent with her. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I again, agree. I think it goes back to, uh, you know, what Tanya said, like our, our superpower is that we can be chameleons. Like we can wear it curly one day. We can wear it straight. I mean, it's one thing to permanently straighten your hair, but you know, if you want to wear it straight for a day, why not? That's a look, you know, I think, my hair goals, my hair idol is Issa Rae because oh. every time I see her, she's got a brand new hairstyle. And I'm like, what? How is this even possible? The artistry, the architecture on her head. Like she has her own hairstylist that she works with. And I mean, I've never seen her wear the same style twice. And I'm like, I got one style. This is about it. Like maybe three. Like, and I'm just like, it's incredible. The, the amazing, like different hairstyles that she has so many different. And so I think if she wants to wear it straight, she looks great when her hair is straight. She wears it in braids. It's great. She wears it curly. She wears extensions. She wears everything. And no matter what, her hair looks amazing, or at least it looks interesting. Like, and it's just so cool that we get to do that and you know not everybody does like a lot of white people they go to work they look the same every single day middle part straight down you know like they have a signature look and they don't get to architect their hair that way so you know I think it's kind of our superpower um bomb yeah all right I'm gonna ask you guys a question and like like, don't worry about 
being politically whatever, like this is part of the discussion. Like, what do you, what does it mean in your head of, and I know, Carissa, can you hear us? I, know I can hear you now. Text. You can hear us? Good, good, good. She texts me. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Um, What do you guys, let me see. What does it mean to you in today's world? What is looking presentable? Because I know that's changed even in the last two years. But even like, even in the last six months. (laughs) Right. You know, I realized in the past six months that it was possible for me to go out in public and not wear makeup. And I was like, oh, like this pandemic has changed everything. But as far as hair for me, um, I mean, I've had an interesting little hair journey. As you said, like my signature look was always like a very round 60s afro. Um, I used to pick it out and then it was more curly. And so right now I have figured out how to make kind of like a, uh, you know, curls where where my hair curls down um downwards and i think and so my afro to me was always presentable um interestingly enough the last time that i saw my mom which was about a month ago um and i was just starting to figure out how to curl how to get my hair in this curly um texture she said oh i love it your hair looks so much better that way it's so much more presentable than your afro you know like she just kept saying over and over I really like your hair that way I like it so much better I like it better than the way that I've been wearing my hair for the last seven years um so to my mom apparently my afro was not uh uh presentable and to me even and this is something that I had to come to terms with my afro did not feel feminine um to me feminine means you know, this, this, this downward gravity, um, of my hair. And when my hair is going straight up, it did not feel feminine to me. So that's something that I've been grappling with for the, uh, for the past few months, um, to find my new signature look. But yeah, I mean, your hair looks good right now. (laughs) It looks really pretty. And I feel good. So, I mean, while there are certain, um, you know, societal aspects uh, you know, to why I'm wearing my hair the way I'm wearing it and why I feel that way. It also like, it makes me feel good. Um, so that's, I think presentable I, is how you feel really. I, that's great. Yeah. Presentable is how you feel. Oh, y'all, Carissa's having some tech, technical difficulties and she can only hear me. So <laughs> if she, if you see her not responding to what you're saying, it's because she can't hear you. And <laughs> There's no tech person to help. So, um, Carissa, I just asked, um, what is presentable to you? Like, what does that mean? Like, I would say just being groomed and like caring how you look, you know, um, that could be natural. That can be straight hair. That can be braids. That can be wigs. I I just think it's all about like grooming yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and for anybody, a white person, Asian person, Hispanic person, you know, we all just have to like make sure that we're groomed. I think that's really all it's about. It shouldn't be about, okay, you have natural hair. That's not professional. Like that's not fair because, okay, this is how my hair goes out of my head. So how is that not professional? You know, so 
just I just think you should like care about how you look and put yourself together. Um, I think that's great. And you know what? I think it's such a great answer and none of the other girls could hear you. So no hear. one's going to steal that answer. You could, Ty. I can hear. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, you can I, hear me. You can. I wonder why you guys can't hear each other. All right. I'm so sorry. that. You, thank you guys for rolling with the punches, even though not everybody can hear everybody. Um, but why don't you guys jump in, Rashara or Gab or Ty? What is that to you? Um, well, I think much like Chris, I think my, my idea of presentable has kind of changed as I have changed. Um, and you know, my mother would say if, well, I think my mother has her own opinion of, of presentable, but I think as long as I feel good in myself, when I walk out the house, then I'm presentable. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? If I like how I look when I leave, when I leave the house, then there you go. Yeah, then it's fine. Um, you know, that could be like this, that could be with it up or whatever. Um, with that being said, I'm not gonna leave the house with a with a bonnet on my head. Right. Right. I, you know, I don't I don't feel good. Sorry, that was my alarm. I don't feel good with a bonnet on my head except for in the house. <laughs> so right. right. I'm not gonna wear it to the grocery store, you know? <laughs> right. I love that. You guys, anybody um, I think, else? I think afros are presentable. I've always kind of thought natural hair could be presentable, but I know what society has always said about, even like from the army, like they have that list of what they think is presentable and what is not. Even cruise ships, like, you know, Chris, you did cruise ships. Like they had that picture of what they thought was presentable and what was not. And clearly. Right. Yeah. And Disney too. The, Gab, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. hairstyles were not considered presentable, but I thought they were. So it's one of those things of just waiting for time to change and for people to be more evolved. Yeah. And I do feel like people are evolving. Like Chris, you said like a lot has changed even in the last six months. It's like, give us another year. We all going to be rolling through these streets with, you know, Salisha, do you remember in the dressing room one day when we were talking about if we would wear head wraps to auditions? Yes. I, I've i been thinking about that lately, like, as this, like, reckoning has come over the country and, like, caring about, you know, Black people. Right. I was like, ooh, I wonder if this means I can, like, wear a right. wrap in my audition now. <laughs> well, how do, how, how do you feel? Like, how would you? Maybe. I... I don't know. I was actually talking to my mom about it and she was like, I don't think you should. And I was like, I might make depend. I think maybe depending on the character, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. if it, if it was a character that maybe felt a lot like me, then I would yeah. go in there as how I may be out in the world one day. And mm-hmm. often I'm out in the world with a head wrap on, you know? Right. I've right. done it. I, I did it, it for once in this Island. That's the only time I've yeah. ever done it. But that's I like, that's you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you guys? I feel, I mean, I feel strangely about, not necessarily the head wrap even in itself, but like I am very particular in how I go into an audition because I'm like, can I present myself like this all the time? Like if, you know, I was playing around with – um some temporary hair dye and I like did my hair red and then I was like oh I mean this was just like last week and I was like I've been having commercial auditions and I was like 
oh, I better not get like a commercial audition this week because if I present myself as a redhead, then like that's what they're going to think I have. And I think this has always been kind of the quintessential black woman's um, quandary in the acting. It's like, do I go in with braids? Do I go in with the wig? Do I go in with this? Because it it's generally like you're supposed to look exactly like your headshot mm-hmm. so that they know what they are getting and what they can work with. So it's like if you're wearing a, a head right. wrap, you're hiding your hair uh, beneath it and they can't see what to, they have to work with. So it's not even about the head wrap. It's like, well, would I wear braids? Would I wear this or that? Because I, I can't just automatically um, make myself look that way for a job or for an audition or whatever. So that's always been a quandary. Well, piggybacking okay. off of that. Uh, go ahead, Salish. No, go. Oh. No, piggybacking go. off of that, I went into an audition with my natural hair with my natural headshot and then the next thing they wanted me to do was straighten my hair and then I refused mm. thankfully it worked out but like you know what I mean you would think this I didn't present you with anything different than what's me and then wow. you have these expectations of me and it's just crazy to me that that straight hair is the it's still you know what I mean it's still so much the standard just that just reminded me of that situation mm-hmm. Right. All right. I'm going to start wrapping up. Um, but I still I have like a whole list of questions I want to ask you guys. I might have to have you back. <laughs> um, um, but I do want to ask one other question. What if you OK, I know like half of y'all are booed up. Um, and so try to go back into a time before your significant. Well, actually, you can even do it with the person that you have. How would you guys do your hair like how you guys present yourself on a date is it different when you're dating a black guy versus a white guy we'll be right back right after the break it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. How would you guys do your hair? Like, how you guys present yourself on a date? Is it different? when you're dating a black guy versus a white guy? Do you wear your hair different? Would you present yourself differently? There was less stress with the white guy than the black guys. With the black guys, with with my hair, like I would feel more comfortable wearing my natural hair with a white man versus a black man. Because I think black men, (laughs) I'm serious, especially with the hair texture that I have. I have like 4C Nat, like kinky hair and and like I've told you it's been called bad hair slave hair I've been told before oh I can't date you because your hair is not longer than mine uh all, all crazy crazy things but but uh, apparently you know can I curse I'm a curse I'm a grown assholes <laughs> they're assholes I see that now but you know growing up that was like oh my gosh if it's a black guy like I have to have my weave in or I have to have braids in they cannot know my texture because I've also dated a guy who was like, man, I liked you before. Like, you like skin, you do, 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 But you got some, your hair's too rough. And I couldn't have, oh, yeah, oh, some terrible things, terrible things. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer. And But with white guys, it's always, they're just intrigued. 
<laughs> and I think it's pretty and whatever, whatever. I've had more interest versus, yeah. Dang. Anybody else? I've never dated a white guy. So, but I'm just very much like myself in intimate spaces anyway. So if I'm sharing intimacy with you, you're just going to see whatever it is in the moment. And I, I'm not going to vary between your race, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I yeah. haven't really dated black guys as an adult. Um, I've dated every single race that you could possibly think of in my lifetime. Um, I've dated a lot of Asian men and... <laughs> Yes, I was like, you love an Asian guy, um, honey. I would never <laughs> present myself differently. I think it kind of goes back to what you said, what is presentable, and presentable is whatever makes me feel best. So if I would present myself on a first date, you know, however I feel best, um, when I was in a long-term relationship uh, with an Asian guy, I – and. I, at the beginning, my hair was straight. It was funny because I was with him as I was transitioning. Um, so he knew me when my hair was straight, uh, uh, permanently relaxed. He knew me as I was transitioning. I didn't do a big chop, so it looked messy. And he knew me after I had cut off all the ends, so I had my first afro. Um, he saw me through all of that time, and he actually said that he preferred my hair curly. Um, and when at the beginning of our relationship, I used to uh, wrap my hair um, with like a hairnet and he would say, oh, you look like a queen. Like he would call me a queen because I have my crown on when I would go to bed. So, I mean, I think it's awesome. appreciation. I think it's curiosity, but I've never experienced any um, uh, discrimination from non-black guys. So it might be different, like Gabby says. Oh, baby oh, Prince! I, I gotta pull her up. Oh my gosh. Oh, there. Prince! Hi, you. Hi. Hi. Oh my goodness. Hi. Oh. Carissa, that was all he, was in, your, in your belly. Like, she in my belly, right? Isn't that crazy? I'm like, look at you. Oh. He's just getting bigger and bigger. I can't deal with it. Oh, He's very chunky. <laughs> very, very chunky. Oh, my gosh. I just wanted I to show him to y'all. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm so glad that you did. I'm like, oh, are we going to get to see friends? Um, What a freaking treat, y'all. I love you so much. And I asked because, you know, I, I've dated a lot of both water white guys and black guys. And I'm not going to lie, like back in the day, and I say back in the day because I have changed, but when I dated a white guy, I would pull out those straight hair wigs so quick versus a black guy. I'm like, these are my girls. <laughs> but I think now it's kind of like it's easier wearing my natural hair because I don't have that awkward moment of, all right, I'm going to take my wig off and put it on the nightstand now. <laughs> He's like, who are you? I don't recognize you. <laughs> so it's just easy men to adjust by wearing my natural hair. Um, you guys, thank you so much for, for like, for playing, for coming in and sharing like your thoughts and your ideas and everything. And I'm, it's just really Me nice too, to see you so all. This has been inspiring. You saw your faces. Likewise, we gotta do it again. 
yes. I I would love to do this again because I have so many more questions. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're gonna be here for three hours if I get to these. Um, and so I'm not gonna do that to you guys, but um, thank you so much for love coming you. by. So I love you so Bye. much. Y'all, that was my first panel interview with the ladies from Beautiful on Broadway uh, in the ensemble dressing room. Oh my goodness, I miss them so much. We recorded that in early October, I believe, and now it's December. Time is flying. I'm so excited to kick 2020 in the butt and put it in the trash and never return to it. Who's with me? All right, so we had Chris Roberts, Tynia Brandon, Gabrielle Elizabeth, Carissa Arrington Jesse and Rashar Francis. I'll put all of their information in the um, in the breakdown of this episode so that you can follow them on Instagram. They're such wonderful ladies, and I'm so glad we got a chance to connect because if I'm if there's anything that I'm realizing, <clears throat> excuse me, during this pandemic, it's the more sense of community I can find and the more connection I can get my hands on it just makes it just makes life way more meaningful in this time that we're all disconnected and encouraged to not gather so I'm I'm grateful for my sisters on the Broadway (laughs) also let's give a shout out to the Broadway podcast network I'm so grateful for my network for my network y'all and um, I'm also grateful for Will Tint Music for producing my theme song, Love C.O.D., which the full version's on iTunes. And um, you guys, I also have a Patreon. Support me on Patreon. If, if, you, if you have, if you feel like it, like it's, you can put in literally like a $3 a month subscription and I put my episodes on there early every week so if you don't feel like waiting or if like Wednesday is your day to listen to podcasts um sign up on my Patreon for Black Hair in the Big Leagues and you can get access to um episodes and if you want to donate more a month like 25 bucks 50 bucks a million bucks you have that option as well and eventually I'll send you free merch (laughs) so that's kind of cool um if Go ahead and uh, rate this podcast. Shoot me a review, honey. And if you have any thoughts, please like slip it to my DMs on Instagram and tell me what you think. If there's anything you want to know that I've not covered, shoot. Honey, let me know. Ask me so I can ask the questions and bring it up. Um, but yes, I thank you so much for listening, you guys. Happy holidays. I'm so excited for the holidays. Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. Y'all stay safe. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.